The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Again, my name is Jim Boyma, Lieutenant with the Rome Police Department. Uh, about 11 a.m. this morning, Rome Police Department received uh, information from Oneida County 911 regarding a uh, man that had entered a business in Chadwick's, New York. Uh, he had had a conversation with a family member, and he the information he, he gave to the family member uh, was uh, alarming to him. Uh, it was actually his brother. His uh, brother then called 911 to relay information that he was uh, under the impression that uh, a homicide had occurred on Belmont Street in the city of Rome. You are hearing a live press conference out of Rome, New York, covered by WKTV. First of all, a guy starts talking to apparently his brother at a family business and whatever he tells the brother makes the brother call 911. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. You know, I, I don't get it. Like, before I go any further into the facts, straight out to Dr. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst out of L.A. You know, Bethany, I know you see it all, you know, all camped up in your luxury pad there in Beverly Hills. I mean... I've never felt so bad about myself as when I walked down the street. I just wanted to see what Rodeo Drive, I eat Rodeo Drive, was. I've never seen so many tall, skinny, perfectly blonde, straight teeth, big fake boob women in my life. I felt awful, you know. If I'd had a car out there, I would have gone and hidden in it. The last thing I could do was go into one of those stores where you pay $300 for a skirt that you can put one leg into. I mean, I don't know how you do it. So my point is, I'm sure you've heard it all, but what does it say to you when a guy goes into like a family-owned business and starts yakking to the point his own brother calls 911? What an idiot. I believe he went with his two-year-old, four-year-old, and five-year-old. Nancy, it tells me that, as is the case with most criminals, he is kind of stupid. I mean, he has no cause and effect thinking. He does not have a grasp on the big picture. He commits a crime. 
he begins to try to cover up the story by running straight to his brother's business and telling him a story that absolutely makes no sense at all. And the sad thing is that this perpetrator probably believed the story he was telling by the time he told it. And he thought that his brother would believe him too. But we see this with criminals, right? They have a hard time anticipating that other people will have insight into the stupidity of their actions. Speaking of the police press conference, now, you know, there's a, a glaring, a glaring, let me just say, clue. <laughs> Wendy Patrick, California prosecutor extraordinaire, author of Red Flags, on Amazon. Here's a red flag for you, Wendy. He shows up at the family business with all of his children, but one person is clearly missing. You've got the dad, you've got all the children. Uh, where's mommy? Take a listen to more of that police presser. And found uh, some circumstances that are uh, suspicious to us and indicative of uh, the aftermath of a serious crime. Uh, there was no one home at that time. Uh, as a result of that initial response and subsequent investigations, uh, uh, several people have been interviewed, including a uh, uh, gentleman that is known as uh, Jason Tavolio. And we are questioning him at this time regarding the disappearance and uh, what we believe to be the homicide of Carrie Lee L. Tavolio. I mean, why do they talk like that? I- I've got to ask you that, Wendy Patrick. They say, circumstances indicative of a serious crime. Translation, we found the the house. It looked like it was ransacked. There was blood everywhere. The furniture was upside down. Clearly, there was a sign of a struggle. And there was a a knife lying on the kitchen table, dripping blood. Instead, they say, circumstances indicative of a serious crime. Okay, explain that. Cop talk to me. And, And look, I've had to do it myself before, but why do they talk like that, Wendy? Yeah, part of the same reason that we have to talk like that sometimes in pressers is it's this pretrial publicity is wanting to make sure that the defendant gets a fair trial and that everybody's innocent until proven guilty. And it's hard to restrain ourselves when we know what the facts are and we know how bad the circumstantial evidence looks to sort of sanitize it and make it clinical enough to where you're actually able to talk to the press about it and not be accused of attempting to prejudice an upcoming jury pool. Um, And you're right about the, you know, coming into this business. I got to laugh, though, Nancy, you talk about these blonde, perfect, you are beautiful. So it's it's hard to hear you say that you would go and hide in your car, but be that as it may, be that as it may, when you do have the the family coming into the store um, all together like that, you know, family members, sometimes we say willful blindness. You don't want to see that a loved one is actually culpable of committing a crime like this. On the other hand, when the emotional dynamics change to such an extent that you cannot deny that somebody's absence uh, leads to some nefarious conclusion, that's also very telling. And that no doubt explains why the brother called the police. I want to go to CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Levi Page. Levi, I want to start this at the very beginning, okay, because I got carried away with him sauntering over to the family business and yakking uh, to the extent that the brother calls 911. Okay, I want to start at the beginning, the who, what, where, when, why, and then I'll take it from there. Who is this guy? They keep talking about Rome. It's Rome, New York. I think every state has a Rome. There's a Rome, Georgia. They refer to themselves as Romans, okay, as do I, (laughs) but this is Rome, New York. What do we know about Rome, New York? What do you know about this scenario where this guy, Jason DeVolio, goes into the family business and essentially starts bragging. So this is about four and a half hours north of New York City. 
and where they live in Rome, New York, it's actually a very quaint home. The neighborhood is lined with trees. It seems very quiet and peaceful. Not something that you, not a place where you would think a brutal murder would go down, but that is what police think happened. Okay, wait, 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 wait. You got me at tree lined. Okay. Because, uh, okay, Dr. Bethany Marshall, I know you hate when I do this, but I'm going back in time to where I grew up. There were only about uh, three or four houses max in, you know, uh, 200 acres. And it was tree lined, all right. It was a red dirt road. And it was awesome. We could ride our bikes after school as long as we wanted. We could, you know, slosh through creeks and streams. We could build pine straw forts and, yes, throw pine cones at each other. I mean, our our dogs, we could run around with them. I mean, we just, when I hear tree line, now I know, and I'm going to go back to Levi Page on this when he says tree line, it sounds like kind of a subdivision where trees are intentionally built along the street. But it sounds so, like, I want to go there. I just want to go lay in somebody's hammock in the backyard and chillax. That's what it sounds like. And it's hard for people to see that's the problem at trial, which I'll circle back to Wendy Patrick on and Karen Smith. But it's hard to take in that there's a potential murder down the street in your, quote, tree line neighborhood that Levi Page is describing. And yet, Nancy, when you look at the profile of men who kill, um, one of the things you read is that they are usually middle aged family men, two to four children in suburbs, and they drive family vehicles. That's one of the things that always sticks okay, out. Okay, wait, wait, wait. It sounds like you're describing David Lynch. <laughs> Go ahead. What, what else can you tell me? So, so the profile is of a person who lives in an idyllic neighborhood. It is not some guy lurking on the street corner in a trench coat. It's not a man who's so antisocial that he never gets married, never has children. These men have a veneer of affability and sociability. They, they can be ministers, car mechanics, policemen. But Nancy, they almost always have wives and children murderers do. So they are an idyllic neighborhood. You know, you're totally freaking me out, as usual, Dr. Bethany. Uh, at least for once so far, anyway, you haven't tied it to sadomasochism. I'm just waiting on that. <laughs> but Wendy Patrick, uh, renowned California prosecutor, author of Red Flags on Amazon, well, she's absolutely right, as usual. You know, I wish I could catch her being wrong just once, but so far I haven't. <laughs> Wendy Patrick, you know who that reminds me of what she's saying, Dr. Bethany? BTK. Tree line neighborhood, wife, children. He was a dog catcher. And a big deal in his church, Wendy. Yeah, and you know, you talk about this. This is the the axe murderer next door. This is the exact same circumstance that we see repeatedly where when you actually look below the surface, even though they have jobs and they have wives and they have kids, when you look below the surface, there are still those signs of psychopathy. You know, and Dr. Bethany would know more than I about the actual, you know, the, the clinical signs that the family members would see. 
but they've got to see them. There's no way that you have just this, you know, sometimes they even do go to church, but there's no fruit. There's no outward sense that this is a good person. In fact, quite to the contrary, when you look and actually talk to the coworkers, to the family members, to the wife, all of those signs are there. But again, unless the something actually happens, or I should say until, until something actually happens, you almost want to look the other way and mute these red flags to where they become, you know, you're wearing rose-colored glasses instead of your reading glasses. And that's why it's not that you don't see them, but you don't report them. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values of premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. I want to do that. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Now, police say Jason DiVolio went to his brother's business in Chadwick's Monday morning, along with his and Kara Lee's three young children. After that, police say Jason's brother called 911. Jason shared alarming information that a homicide may have occurred on Belmont Street. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. A, an upstate suburban dad of three goes to the family business and talks in a way that makes his own brother call 911. He's got his three children in tow with him. They're all very, very young. Someone is obviously missing. It's like cutting a head off a body in the church directory picture. Mommy is gone. Joining me right now, Wendy Patrick, California prosecutor, author of Red Flags on Amazon, Dr. Bethany Marshall, a renowned psychoanalyst out of L.A., joining me, uh, really well-known forensic expert, Karen Smith, founder of Bare Bones Consulting, but right now to CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Levi Page. We keep saying family business, family business, family business. What can you tell me about that? His brother worked in an auto shop, and after police believe that he killed his wife, he showed up at this auto shop and started talking to his brother about how he says his wife, 28-year-old Carolee Devalio, 
killed herself. And he cleaned up the, cr- uh, the scene, the home, took the weapon that she used and disposed of it, and then threw her body away in a dumpster. That's what he told his brother. His brother was understandably very alarmed, and he picked up the telephone and he called 911. Okay, stop right there. Stop right there. Whoa, 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 whoa. I feel like I'm drinking out of a fire hydrant, Levi Page. Okay, he goes, did you say it's auto salvage or what kind of family business is it? It's an auto shop. I think it's like a repair shop. Repair shop. Okay, so he goes in with his children and he says what? He says that his wife killed herself, that she shot herself, and that he cleaned up the home, got rid of the gun, threw it in a canal, and then took her body and put it in a dumpster. And then his brother called 911, and that's when police showed up and arrested him. As a matter of fact, take a listen to our friend at Eyewitness News, Ben Dennis. Approximately shortly after 8 o'clock, our dive team arrived, uh, set up on the, on the shore of the Barge Canal. And uh, I, I believe around 9 a.m. or shortly thereafter, the weapon was recovered. It was a relatively new weapon. It hadn't been in the water very long. It is evidence believed to be part of their case. Therefore, we recovered it, secured it, and then obviously the evidence was transferred to the Rome Police Department. Wow, it's just like you said, Levi Page. I want to go straight out to Karen Smith, forensics expert. I mean, it's a usually a simple matter of comparing ballistics, one gun to uh, a bullet fired. But in this case, there's no body yet anyway. So the other thing is, did you hear what he said? They had to bring out a dive team. Now, before I had the twins, I have not done this since I had the twins. We've gone on a lot of snorkeling and a lot of deep water snorkeling together where there's devices that you can actually go down underwater and your snorkel tube will close and you can stay underwater, you know, as long as you can hold your breath. Uh, But no diving, no diving since the twins came. But can I tell you, in a lake such as this, it's really hard to see uh, due to sediment on the bottom of the lake, but they managed to find a gun. How hard is that, Karen Smith? It's not easy, and you're right. The visibility would be extraordinarily limited. You're dealing with touch and feel here. It's not going to be so much uh, lake water. You know, we've all seen lakes. We've all, most of us have been swimming in lakes. It's not, you know, I'm always worried about a turtle or, or something, you know, pinching me or, or coming up and swimming around me. That's why I don't like lake swimming. But when you're looking for an item such as a gun or a rifle or whatever was used, it's touch and feel and you use a grid search. You start in one area, you flag it, you, you put out lines if you have to, you follow those lines and you literally go along the bottom and you feel for any items. And apparently they were very successful and within a couple of hours, they found the gun. So kudos to them. They did a great job. So back to the scene, you got to figure out the scene of what we think is a crime. You got to find out if there are any bullets there. Where is the mom? It's just there's some crazy story he's come up with. Back to Levi Page. And I hear you say he told his brother that his wife, Kira Lee, committed suicide, that she shot herself dead. Is that what he said? Yes, that's what he told his brother, and he also told law enforcement that as well. Okay, and then he said that not only did she kill herself, that he then cleaned up the scene and hid the body. Did I get that right, Levi? Yes, and hid the gun, threw the gun in the canal. And law enforcement say when they found that gun in the canal that they examined it, and it appeared that it had not been in the canal very long at all. Okay, so explain something to me, Dr. Bethany Marshall. 
if somebody commits suicide or somebody drops dead, I got Jackie Howard here in the studio. No offense, Jackie, but if you kill over, I'm not going to go hide your body in a dump. Thank you. Welcome. And get rid of whatever you're drinking in that cup right there, that massive, gigantic cup. I don't know what's in there. I have strong suspicions. But I'm not going to try to, quote, get rid of the evidence. Dr. Bethany, that sounds like a a, a load of, uh, let me just say, uh, BS, technical legal term. You know, the only explanation I can go back to, Nancy, is something I've said so many times on your show before. We know in the field of psychology that sociopaths are born with less anxiety than the rest of the population. And because they have low levels of anxiety, they never think they're going to get caught and they make stupid decisions. Anxiety is what causes the conscience to form, like when we're little and we do something bad and then we're afraid that mommy will be mad at us and mommy will withdraw her love. Many of these interactions with our mothers throughout development cause the conscience to form. Sociopaths miss out on this whole process because they have low levels of anxiety about getting into trouble. So they would do something like clean up the scene tell a big fat lie about it, think that nobody will see through because they don't really feel the weight of what they've done. You and I would be terrible. Well, first of all, we wouldn't do it. But second, secondly, we would be so terrified. If I walk down the street or I'm driving my car and I see a police officer, I think I've done something wrong. I mean, my anxiety level is high about these kinds of things. The sociopath has no anxiety at all. Well, another issue, uh, Dr. Bethany Marshall, he comes in and tells all this to his brother. Like, does he actually think the brother is going to cover for him in an alleged homicide of his sister-in-law? The mother of these three little children? I mean, you know how old the children are, right, Bethany? Two, four, and five is my understanding. Yeah. Nancy, it could be one of two things or both. One is that he's beginning to uh, build a narrative to cover the crime. The other is that he is so pleased with himself, he wants to go and brag about it. My cat killed a mouse the other day, brought the mouse in, started throwing it around. The cat looked so fat and happy that he brought me this gift that he had killed a mouse. I somehow, th- I sometimes think sociopaths feel like that after they've killed somebody, that they kind of, there's a quality of gloating. There's a quality of having enjoyed uh, the experience. And I understand these two were going through a divorce. So there could be this additional motive of not wanting to divide assets and not wanting the wife to date um, and then a, a period of relief after having killed her. So then he goes and breaks to the brother. Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, a beautiful mom of two. In fact, I call her a Reese Witherspoon lookalike because in a lot of pictures, that's exactly who she looks like. The mother of two beautiful little children, including an eight-year-old little girl, is found dead in a bloody bathtub, a slip and fall. And her eight-year-old daughter, Anna, is the one that found her. This Saturday, 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 Central, on Oxygen, in Justice with Nancy Grace, we investigate the death of Shelley Danashevsky because I do not believe this was a slip and fall. And from what I can see, there has been a grave injustice on many levels. Please join us in a search for the truth. This Saturday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 Central, Injustice with Nancy Grace. 
Thanks, guys. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, It Can, a collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values of premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, And environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. I want to do that. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. We are still conducting uh, interviews with him and we are uh, trying to locate the uh, location where we believe that uh, he placed her body. Um, Where we would like the help from the public is information is being given to us that her body may have been placed in a dumpster somewhere within the city of Rome. Um, We have patrols actively checking every dumpster that we could come across in the city. However, if there is a business out there or people live in a housing development that have dumpsters, um, if they're comfortable, looking at those dumpsters in case we missed it. And if they find anything that's suspicious in nature at all, please do not touch it. Call the wrong police department right away. You are hearing a police press conference where cops are begging people to search for this young mom, Kiralee DeVilio's body. Can you imagine? Her family must just be horrified. And one day, when her children, who are all under age five and under, are going to look at all this and reread it online, where... Everyone's being asked to search for their mother's body. Oh, they're searching dumpsters. They're searching trash cans, begging people to look for her. This gorgeous young mom of three. In the meanwhile, the husband, Jason DeVolio, says his wife, his young wife, committed suicide and that he took it upon himself to clean up the scene, dispose of her suicide weapon. Straight out to Karen Smith, forensic expert, founder of Bear Bones Consulting. You know, searching a landfill, a dump, is a daunting, overwhelming task. I, I just can't describe it. I mean, people that go out and search if they're not in a hazmat suit, they actually will pass out from the fumes. Explain 
how you go about uh, searching a dump? It is. Um, I've done it a number of times. Uh, one for a six-month-old baby, another for a torso, and other times for murder weapons. So I can tell you that you're right. Um, it is a sensory overload experience in every aspect. It's hot. Um, you know, there's vultures and seagulls picking up God knows what and flying off with it. Um, and you are dealing with an enormous amount of refuse. The thing about landfills, though, is that they're actually gridded out, and they're a fairly organized place. It's not like trash is just randomly dumped there. So depending on where uh, apparently he, he placed her body, they're going to follow that truck that is scheduled to pick up that dumpster. That truck is then scheduled to dump in a certain place in that landfill. So they're not dealing with, you know, a square mile worth of, of landfill trash. They're going to be dealing with maybe a few tennis courts size area, even though that is still an ungodly amount of trash to go through. It does narrow down the possibilities of finding her. It's just so overwhelming. I remember the first time I was uh, involved with a landfill, a dump search. I, it, it, it is overwhelming. That leads me to this. Heartbreaking conclusion here at the Ava landfill, where Rome police believe with the assistance of state police cadaver dogs, they have found the body of 32-year-old Carrie Lee DeVolio of Rome. We'll take a look at the activity behind me. Off in the distance, you might be able to see a black and white Rome police cruiser. A little to the left of that is a minivan, which could be a coroner's van, but we're simply not close enough to make that determination for sure. But again, Police still on the scene here at the Ava landfill. You're hearing from our friend at WKTV. That's Jolene Ferris. Straight out to CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Levi Page. What can you tell me about the landfill and how they found the body? Uh, we're talking about the body of Carolee DeVolio, the mother of three. Before they found the body, Jason DeVolio actually led police to the dumpster where he said he put his wife but the sanitation workers had transported it to the landfill. And that's when they had to go to the landfill and sift through everything to find her body, which was wrapped in a bedsheet when they found it. With me, Levi Page, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. I'm looking at the video of the search. Uh, first of all, I see there, as you described, tree-lined neighborhood. It looks like the perfect place to raise children. And then the very next thing you see is a giant landfill. I mean, how tall, how many feet high is that trash, it, Levi? It's, it's very high, and it's, it's just sickening to think about. And, and law enforcement has said, whatever happened in that home, that the children, two, four, and five, were there in the home when it happened. And that's the most tragic aspect of this case, besides what happened, that the children were there, and they could have possibly witnessed it. Well, as a matter of fact, take a listen to Jason Pallas at WKTV. Autopsy could help police learn more about how the Rome mother of three died. It could also lead to more charges for her husband. That's your top story here on this Wednesday afternoon. The body of Carrie Lee DeVolio was uncovered on Tuesday at the Ava landfill. Oneida County Sheriff's dive team found a long gun in the Barge Canal under the Mill Street Bridge in Rome. Carrie Lee and her husband, Jason DeVolio, were going through a divorce. Now, police say Jason began giving various versions of events. The couple's daughters, ages 2, 4, and 5 years old, are safe in the care of relatives. It's still unknown, though, what, if anything, they witnessed. Well, I, you know, as Levi Page, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, is describing, the children are 5 and under. I mean, Dr. Bethany Marshall, 
Do you remember the case of Susan Powell? Her husband, Josh Powell. Susan goes missing in the middle of the night. It's freezing cold outside. Josh Powell, the husband, says that. He's taken the boys spur of the moment camping. It's freezing. There's snow on the ground. When asked to describe what happened that night, the children really couldn't say much, but they drew pictures of them going camping, and Mommy is in the car trunk. Mm. Nancy, this sounds like so many other stories you've covered, where father takes underage children on some crazy, wild trip as a cover for the fact that he's killed his wife. I mean, doesn't this sound have a familiar ring to it? And those poor children being drugged out into the wilderness, you know, one of the things we see in domestic homicides is that there is a period of domestic violence generally that precedes the crime. And in the midst of these domestic incidents that the children are used as pawns, right? We see this again and again, and sometimes the children are killed along with the mother. I mean, I, I would just say in this case, thank God that the children are still alive because they could have been victims of homicide, too. This is what we know right now. The body of this young mom of three, Kirli Develio has been uncovered at the Ava landfill. Her husband, Jason Develio, claims she killed herself. But, I mean, the reality, Karen Smith, how do you kill yourself with a long gun, a rifle? What, rig it up uh, with a string, shoot yourself with your with your toe? I mean, you can't hold it at a distance and pull the trigger on yourself. So uh, uh, the story is fantastical, Karen Smith. I mean, talk to me about suicide by long gun. I've seen it. It's not easy. Um, you know, under the chin, it's possible with some pulling the trigger. It's unlikely. It is It's highly Highly unlikely. And you know what, Nancy, now that they've recovered her body, that's a crime scene in itself. Now they have a secondary crime scene. Um, her body is going to go in for autopsy, and they're going to do an assessment of where the bullet entered, where the bullet exited. And that is going to tell a huge part of the story in itself, along with the crime scenes back at the house. So the forensics are going to tell the entire story of this case from top to bottom, from the ballistics to the trajectory to any bloodstains left at the crime scene. Those forensic technicians have their work cut out for them, but I think the story is going to unfold in quick time. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Don't let a bad mattress stand between you and a good night's sleep. Lisa Mattress can help. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer incredible comfort and support at every price point. Collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your own home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off 
select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Investigators will also look to cell phones and other electronics gathered to tell them about potential motive, what might have led to Carrie Lee DeVolio's killing. District Attorney McNamara believes the couple's children, ages 2, 4, and 5, were in the home at the time, but doesn't know if they saw their mother shot. There will be a time where we'll use the, the investigators that are properly trained um, to interview children, but I, I don't know if this is the time. I, I, I'm not going to ask anybody to go back and hit these kids up with a hard interview at this You're time. hearing law enforcement speaking to our friend at WKTV reporter Jolene Ferris. The children most likely were home. If not home, then where? The body of Carolee DeVolio has been uncovered at the Ava landfill. Her husband, Jason DeVolio, claims she killed herself, and he took it upon himself to clean up the crime scene and dispose of the body and the suicide, the so-called suicide weapon. Levi Page, weren't you telling me, uh, Levi Page with me, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, where you can read about this and all other breaking crime and justice news. Levi, didn't you mention to me that they were in the midst of a divorce? They were in the early stages of a divorce, and people are wondering what could motivate this man to possibly kill his wife. Divorce could be a motive. I know I checked out her Facebook and she had reverted back to her maiden name on Facebook. So I'm wondering, is it possible that she was ready to move on and he was not ready to move on? And that is what spurred this anger and possible murder. Well, speaking of uh, this cut 13, speaking of the children, can you imagine when in a couple of years, um, my children are like little monkeys when it comes to the phone, the TV, the iPad. They can tell me anything I want to know. They're they're all over it. There's no way to keep these children, Curly Devolio's children, from finding out what happened. I wonder what their response is going to be and how they're going to digest hearing this from WKTV. This is Jolene Ferris at Channel 2. Some activity this morning regarding the search for this missing mother of three. Heartbreaking conclusion here at the Ava landfill, like you just said, where Rome police believe with the assistance of state police cadaver dogs, they have found the body of 32-year-old Carrie Lee DeVolio of Rome. We'll take a look at the activity behind me. Off in the distance, you might be able to see a black and white Rome police cruiser. A little to the left of that is a minivan, which could be a coroner's van, but we're simply not close enough to make that determination for sure. But again, police still on the scene here at the Ava landfill. Earlier today, about an hour and a half ago in Rome, we caught up with the Oneida County Sheriff's Department. They were searching the Barge Canal in an area beneath the Mill Street Bridge, where after about an hour of searching, they found a long gun which fit the description of the gun Rome police had asked them to search for in connection with this case. I can only imagine, Dr. Bethany Marshall, when those children get old enough to go online and hear the reports from our friend Jolene Ferris. Well, Nancy, not only do they face the trauma of the loss of their mother, 
But one of the ways children overcome trauma and have the resiliency to move on throughout the lifespan is that the relationship with family members comforts them, protects them, gives them a feeling of security so that they can get over the trauma. Well, now they've lost that key figure in their life who would be the one person to help them with their trauma, their mother. Their father's going to go to prison and they're going to be placed with relatives or foster care or, or with some family that's not a first degree relative. So I would say reading about the homicide is just only the beginning. It's going to be all the disrupted attachments as they're moved out into different homes and possibly even separated. That's where the real tragedy lies in my mind. Right now, I believe Levi Page, uh, they are with Lee's family. They are with her sister, the, the victim's sister. That is who the children are with. And Nancy, you know what I'm thinking of? There was a case that I was reading about out of Florida where this young man, he was in his 20s, but he was a toddler when his father was suspected of killing his mother. I know exactly what you're going to say. And he goes back to the childhood home and they start digging and they find the mom's skull and out by the pool, right? What is so sad about that case is very early on in the investigation, Nancy, that little boy told Child Protective Services that daddy hurt mommy, but they did not charge that husband until he actually sued his father for wrongful death and they went to the home and he was remodeling it and they were digging in the backyard and he discovered his own mother's skull and that's when they charged him and i think that if the kids know something and they say something that we should take that very serious uh you know you're scaring me because we are now reading each other's mind and you're right no one took him seriously and he grows up knowing what he thinks he learned as a child. This guy finds his mom's skull in his childhood backyard 20 years after telling police daddy hurt mommy. It was in Jacksonville. I remember it clearly. And it was Michael Haim. And the jury convicted him. And the slaying, the murder, was back in 1993. He got a good memory, Levi Page, having just read about that. And in this case... Police and prosecutors say uh, Jason DeVolio leads them to the dumpster. They find his wife's body. They go to, I said lake earlier, it's a canal, but same scenario, very hard to dive in murky water in a canal, he, where he allegedly dumps the gun that she used in her, quote, suicide. He says his wife killed herself, then he disposed of her body, disposed of the weapon she used to kill herself, and then took it upon himself. What a neat nick to clean up the residents. That is what law enforcement is saying. They also go on to say, quote, we've seen a lot of suicide. I don't remember a family disposing of the body or the weapon used and then cleaning up the scene. You know, why is it, Dr. Bethany Marshall, you're the shrink? Why is it that men suddenly turn into neat nicks when their wife, quote, goes missing? <laughs> well, you know, I, I can't imagine what this house actually looked like. I mean, what he thinks is cleaning up a crime scene versus the reality of how that house appeared are probably two different things. And as Wendy said earlier, you know, with this police talk, sometimes the the POI officer will make it sound like, oh, that the house was, I can't do the police talk, but you know, they minimize the reality of what the crime scene looks like. In this case, I bet it wasn't neat. I bet there was blood spatter. As you said, furniture was overturned, chaos. And the idea that he cleaned up 
was probably one more shallow sociopathic concept, like bragging about the crime or saying that his wife killed herself. It, it's not it's not credible. It's shallow. It doesn't hold up. You know, there's only one story that doesn't change, and that's the truthful story. And in this case, there is no truth to anything he said. Um. Take a listen to Eyewitness News' Ben Dennis. 48-year-old Jason DeVolio has pleaded not guilty for that felony charge, concealment of a human corpse, after his wife, 32-year-old Carolee DeVolio, was found at the Oneida County Landfill in Ava today. And during his appearance, he waived his felony exam hearing, meaning the case heads over to the Oneida County District Attorney's Office. Jason's bail was set at $10,000 cash or a $20,000 bond. Now, what you see on your screen are images of Carolee DeVolio's home on Belmont Street in Rome, which police still had roped off this morning. Ms. DeVolio went missing around went missing Saturday the 27th. And just this morning, the Oneida County Sheriff's Office located a long gun in the Barge Canal that matched the description of a gun Rome police were searching for after interviewing Jason DeVolio. Right now, our prayers with those three children and the family of Carolee DeVolio. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Gray's Crime Story signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner.